It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. The preseason is halfway over and the Panthers are still undefeated. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast. Bill Rossetti hitting you guys back up here from Panthers Wire. Fresh off the Panthers' 27-20 victory over the Miami Dolphins to move to 2-0 on the preseason. And it was a very impressive performance for a few members of the Carolina offense. We'll jump into that. Talking about some of the positives, the negatives, and all excuse me, and all that good stuff here on kind of the rapid reaction of the preseason victory. Lockdown Panthers, of course, sponsored by VividSeats.com. The Lockdown Network sponsored by VividSeats.com. You can go to VividSeats.com and save 10% off your first ticket order with the promo code Locked On. So check out VividSeats.com or download the Vivid Seats app on your phone right now. Of course, you can always follow me on Twitter at Bill underscore Rossetti. That's R-I-C-C-E-T-T-E. Follow my work at Panthers Wire and at Bengals Wire. And if you're a college basketball fan in a couple months when the season starts, you can follow some of my work on my side blog, Corral. Dot blogspot.com so check that out in a couple months but let's jump into it let's talk about the Panthers preseason week two victory over the Miami Dolphins 27 to 20 uh, the highlights the highlight of the game really of course was the early touchdown run the 71 yard touchdown run by Christian McCaffrey obviously a lot of the early work what was done by McCaffrey uh, the First play was all him, really. Uh, Two plays, 80 yards, all 80 yards were McCaffrey. The first run was that nine-yard run, good run up the middle, and then he just burst through on the second play for 71 yards. A real excellent job by the offensive line and fullback Alex Arma on that play. I mean, that was just a huge hole for McCaffrey to run through, especially Greg Van Roten. The way he pulled and basically kicked out the defender, just leaving a lot of grass there. I mean, it's it seemed like McCaffrey had miles to run. And once he hit that hole, he was gone. And the Panthers had the early lead. Uh, the Panthers did decide to go for two after that touchdown. And, I mean, of course, it's preseason. You know, you're going to test out a lot of things. So no problem going for two. Uh, unfortunately, nothing was really there, and Cam Newton ended up getting sacked. So it ended up staying at 6 nothing. And then the Panthers' defense was in a lot of bend-but-don't-break mode. You know, they didn't really – they actually didn't give up a touchdown to the Dolphins until the very end of the game. A um, About a 15-yard run by Bryce Petty. Other than that, it was all field goals, especially two drives where the Dolphins had picked off the Panthers quarterback, one one from Cam Newton, the other, I believe, from uh, Taylor Heineke, even though 
it wasn't really Heineke's fault. It really wasn't DJ Moore's fault. The ball, uh, pass was intended for DJ Moore. Uh, just a good hit by the Miami defender to pop the ball up and just landed right in the hands of the Dolphins defense. Uh, both cases, the Dolphins were set up with first and goal. But both instances, the Panthers defense stepped up and held the Miami def- or held the Miami offense uh, to a field goal, especially uh, er- you know, early in the game, because again, one one of the passes was Cam Newton. Pretty much, Xavier Howard just kind of stepped right in front of the throw. Uh, it was intended for Greg Olson, but Howard was right there, went up and got it, and ran about 50 yards, I think, inside the 10. But again, the Panthers' defense then stepped up. Uh, there were a couple penalties in there, uh, real on both teams, so there was a lot of give and take with yards there, but. Again, it was a bend and don't break. You know, the Panthers were able to hold the Dolphins' defense in check and hold them to three points. And, and again, it was really all field goals. It was a pair of field goals in the first quarter that had the game tied at six, and then another field goal in the second quarter, giving the Dolphins a 9-6 lead. But then Ian Thomas finally joined the party. We talked a lot about how... I was very excited to really get to watch Ian Thomas perform and how he can do on the NFL field. And that touchdown was just a thing of beauty, wasn't it? You had um, the mesh concept. Thomas is running the short drag to the right. You have Jairus Wright coming toward the left. And Thomas really just showcased his speed. Um, you know, Raekwon McMillan was kind of there a little bit, but once Thomas caught the ball, he just turned on the Jets, cut up field, and he was gone. Just outraced about two other defenders to get into the end zone. And I really like the quote. In fact, I quickly wrote up a piece on it over at Panthers Wire. Uh, it's not up yet, but it will be. Just a short thing on what Ian Thomas said about the about the touchdown. Basically saying, I saw green grass, so I ran fast. Kind of taking a page out of the out of Forrest Gump, and of course all the running he did. If you recall uh, the quote from Forrest Gump, uh, that day for no particular reason I decided to go for a little run. So I ran to the end of the road. And when I got there, I thought maybe I'd run to the end of town. And when I got there, I thought maybe I'd run across Greenville County, and so on. You guys know the quote. So it's a bit of a take, bit of a take on that. But again, just. Just that excellent speed and excellent uh, athletic ability that Ian Thomas has been showcasing. You know, he showcased throughout his career at Indiana and has showcased throughout the first couple weeks of practice here for the Panthers. The way I put it in, in my article, it was like the first cherry on the Sunday. You know, because it'll be the first of what I think will be quite a bit of cherries, as it were. Uh, for Ian Thomas, you know, as he's really settling in as the number two tight end and really going to be a valuable weapon as that number two tight end. I think he's, you really get the sense that he's going to be a toy that Cam Newton is going to like to play with. And you saw it uh, late in the second quarter there. And and that was an interesting interesting thing too. We talked about how long the starters were possibly going to play 
in this game. And as it turned out, a lot of the starters really played deep into the first half, pretty much right before halftime. We thought about the middle of the second quarter was when it seemed like uh, the first-team offense would be done. That's about the time when the first-team defense was done. But they came out for one more series because, you know, the pre- when you're gauging how long you want to play the, the first-team offense, ideally you want to get them off on a high note. And the drive they had in the, the middle of the second quarter there obviously did not end in a on, on a high note. So it was not a bad idea at all to get the offense back out there, you know, because they were coming off uh, an interception and back-to-back punts after what was their fourth drive of the series. So Ron Rivera got the offense back out there. And sure enough, Newton leads them on the drive, ending with that 27-yard touchdown to Ian Thomas. That was really a perfect way for the first-team offense to go out. So obviously a lot of positives there on offense, but certainly some negatives too. Namely, uh, one that springs to mind right away is Matt Khalil. Twice he basically gets embarrassed by Robert Quinn. Uh, the first play er, early in the game, Khalil goes for a cut block and doesn't really finish. Quinn's able to get right back up and gets right to Newton for the sack. And then another play, I think Quinn basically just got around Khalil, more or less just making Khalil look silly, and got to Newton again. So there were some, there were some times when Newton was under duress, and mostly it was because of Matt Khalil, you know, it's 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 funny that the a lot of the questions were the interior offensive line coming into the season, but this game showed that the the bookends, namely the left side, because Taylor, Taylor Moten didn't play too bad, um, but it, it's going to be those two those two misplays for Matt Khalil that obviously are are really going to stand out, especially considering. You know, he's struggled for how many years now in his first year in Carolina did not go well at all. So plays like that are going to be magnified for someone for someone like Khalil, you know, considering the contract as well. So that's obviously going to be a question mark. And, you know, I kind of alluded to it during, you know, toward the end of the game. I tweeted real quick. You have to hope that Matt Khalil is able to kind of ride himself before week one. Because if not, you've got Demarcus Lawrence and company. You know, all those edge rushers at defensive line of the Dallas Cowboys, they're going to be foaming at the mouth, licking their chops, ready to tee off on Cam Newton if things don't uh, if things don't turn around real quick. Uh, before we get back to talking about this game, I want to. Thank one of our great sponsors, as always, for supporting the Locked On Network podcast. That, of course, is VividSeats.com. Hey, listen, fans, I know some of you are out there who have not been to a game for a while. Like like I've said, I haven't been to an NFL game in 10 years. I'm itching to go. I would love to. This is a great opportunity for you guys to go to VividSeats.com or download the Vivid Seats app. 
and use the promo code locked on that's one word l o c k e d o n to save 10% off your first order and listen with the, with some of the ticket prices nowadays 10%s a lot i mean that's that's a decent amount of money you can basically use that money to get yourself some food or whatever the case may be so that's that's a good deal uh, remember this is for new customers only and the offer is good through the end of august so again locked on listeners out there go to vividseats.com or download the Vivid Seats app and use the promo code Locked On to save 10% off your first order. And you can be there for that Dallas Cowboys game in week one. Or you can be there for the big Monday night battle week 15 against the New Orleans Saints. Take advantage of this great offer and get yourself to Bank of America Stadium for a Panthers game this season. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Jumping back into it now, let's talk a little bit more about this game. Um, A couple of notes too. A couple of injuries actually happened during this game. The first was Denoris Searcy, the safety. Uh, was it, Had a bit of a, a head-to-head collision with Kenyon Drake early in the game. Uh, Searcy was actually the one that got flagged for the, the helmet penalty. And when we saw that play pop up a couple times throughout the game. And you know, obviously you're going to continue to have question marks whether it should be a penalty, whether it shouldn't be a penalty. I mean... Let's, let's face it, it's going to be a long season in regards to the penalty and things like that. So we might as well just get used to all the talk right away. But nonetheless, uh, CRC got flagged for penalty, but he actually was down for, for a bit. Ended up heading to the tent, heading to the locker room, and found himself in the concussion protocol. So he's going to be out a bit. It allowed Rashawn Galden to come in and get some reps with the ones and he was picked on a little bit but you know overall he held his own in fact a couple of them and we we talked about how the rookies were going to be a little bit of a focal point in this game at least in terms of what to look forward to and early in the game you know that first drive Dante Jackson got a lot of work going up against Albert Wilson and uh, Ryan Tanhill r- looked his way a few times, you know, there were times where Jackson was a few yards off the receiver and allowed the Dolphins, and really throughout the whole game, it allowed them to kind of run that dink and dunk offense, a lot of short passes, uh, but that first drive ended with a nice tackle by Dante Jackson on a screen pass. He was able to slip away from a blocker and make the tackle. So I thought Jackson played very well, and again, Galden uh, – Performed well in place of Searcy and ended up getting uh, a lot of reps tonight. So really good for his development to get him out there quite a bit. Also, Brendan Mahon got injured as well. Suffered a uh, calf injury 
left in the middle of the game did not return. So, so a couple of banged up players, you know, and you saw later in the game, like, like we said, when the Panthers offense went back out there late in the second quarter, most of the starters were intact, but they shifted a little bit on the interior. You saw Greg Van Roten shift to center. Um, Mayon, before he got injured, was at right guard. And uh, Jeremiah Searles was at left guard. He still had Matt Cleo at left tackle, Taylor Moten at right tackle. But, you know, again, and with the way Christian McCaffrey ran, I think the interior line played uh, played pretty well. And obviously one of the big issues last season was McCaffrey running between the tackles. Well, if these first couple weeks are any indication, I think those issues are starting to quell a little bit. I think uh, you're going to see, you know, and then obviously with kind of a better offensive mind at coordinator in North Turner, I think you're going to see, and it already seems like McCaffrey's a lot more comfortable running between the tackles than he was last season. So that's that's certainly a big help, especially, again, with the big question marks after losing Andrew Norwell, but the way they ran. So I, you know, with Van Roten playing well and uh, Larson's likely going to get time there at left guard, they may have kind of figured something out in terms of how they're going to end up replacing Norwell. Obviously, it's not going to be to the level that Norwell played last season, but it seems like there's going to be some kind of production there, and that's huge. You know, especially when the pass protection or the the pass rush really didn't come up from the middle; it was on the outside. So I think that's uh, a pretty big takeaway from this game: is that the interior, of the offensive line, looks like it's getting somewhere. Looks like it's going to be able to hold up a little bit and maybe not be as big of an issue as we once thought. So that's obviously going to be something to watch going forward. But that was that was certainly pretty huge. Uh, but again, you know, seeing Galden get a lot of reps and uh, Dante Jackson, you know, and when, sticking with the defense, we talked about Seymour and where he was going to end up fitting in. Well, he, he didn't really get many reps until kind of later, later in the game when the, when the second teamers came in. So is this a sign, you know, coupled with last week, how he played deep into the, the fourth quarter, is this a sign that Dante Jackson is now the favorite to start opposite James Bradbury at cornerback? And again, John Jackson, I think definitely held his own. You know, he, was picked on early a bit and allowed some short catches, but picked himself up and getting that third down tackle to stop that first drive definitely had to really bolster his confidence. So uh, overall, I was I was pretty pleased with the defense. You know, there was one play where Shaq Thompson. Really got in there. Uh, Mar- Mario Addison got in there, I believe, for a sack. You know, so he, he was pretty active. Wes Horton played well. 
Uh, there, there was one play, too, from Dontari Paul where he nearly had, I believe it was, um, I forget who the running back was. I think it was Kenyon Drake. I'm pretty sure it was Kenyon Drake. And Poe pretty much had him in the backfield, but unfortunately couldn't wrap him up, and Drake ended up running for about 33 yards. So, you know, good that he was able to get penetration, but obviously you got got to finish those tackles. But overall, there was definitely a lot more positives, I think, than uh, the negatives. Uh, sticking with the rookie team, we saw DJ Moore get in very early. In fact, second play of the game, DJ Moore was in there at wide receiver. Uh, Torrey Smith, Torrey Smith was the other receiver on the first play, but then DJ Moore came in. So good to see him with the first teamers very early. So again, a lot of positives, but again, one of the biggest negatives certainly is. Matt Khalil, and that's obviously going to be a huge issue, or continue to be a huge issue going forward. But for, uh, again, for the most part, I think you have to be pretty pleased with the first teamers. And then the second teamers, you know, came in pretty, pretty much at the start of the second half. Taylor Heineke got first crack as the number two quarterback. It was simply his turn, you know. We know they're going to pretty much flip-flop Heineke and Gilbert to give them both reps with the twos and maybe a little bit with the ones. Uh, but both quarterbacks look good. Um, Heineke and Gilbert both leading good drives. Heineke's first drive was a nine-play, 92-yard drive that ended with a touchdown by Cameron Artis Payne. Garrett Gilbert's first drive got Carolina into field goal territory, but Graham Gano missed off the upright to keep the score at 20 to 12. So still kind of tough to say who the favorite is for the number two quarterback role. But I think it's also that that's also a positive because it should allow the Panthers to gain a little bit of confidence in terms of the backup role. Now, obviously we're hoping nothing happens to Cam Newton but it does look like you're going to have someone capable of stepping in should Cam Newton need, need to come out for some odd reason. Uh, and I don't, I don't believe, I don't recall seeing Kyle Allen in there at all. So it just continues to reaffirm that, that Kyle Allen has an uphill battle like, like he had really since he signed with the Panthers, an uphill battle to really make the roster. You know, they could stash him on the practice squad, but him being the fourth quarterback, it was always a long shot for him anyway. And, of course, next week with the starters playing even more, don't expect to see him at all. But do expect to see him probably, probably at least a little bit in the fourth preseason game. Uh, oh, one other note I want to mention, too. Uh, I thought Corn Elder played really well as well. I especially liked that interception he had in the fourth quarter where he had good coverage, uh, tipped the ball up, kept track of it, and was able to let it fall into his hands 
for the interception. So good to see Corneller because, again, like I've said before, he was someone that I was pretty excited about coming out of Miami. Saw him at the Senior Bowl, thought he thought he looked pretty good there. I think I think he looks like he's going to be pretty serviceable as at least kind of a backup nickel roll, which, by the way, I think the uh, the Panthers actually started, and you saw Captain Munnerlin in there on the first drive as the nickel back, which you still have to think is what the Panthers are going to do a lot of in the first four weeks without Thomas Davis. So good to get those reps there now. But, again, Cornelder looking like he's going to be pretty solid. Uh, Lorenzo Doss played well. Alex Carter had had his moments. So I think the battle for some of those reserve cornerback spots looks like it's heating up, looks like it's going to be pretty good going into the last two weeks of the preseason. So If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Like I said, overall, I think you have to be pretty pleased with the with the Panthers' performance tonight. Unfortunate that they did give up that touchdown run to you know to Bryce Petty of all people, um, but giving up that touchdown run late in the game. So instead of holding the Dolphins to 12 points, they ended up with 20 points because they also got the two point conversion. But in any event. Panthers get the win, 27 to 20. They're now 2 and 0 on the preseason, and now they get a crack at the New England Patriots. Again, good test for them next week. Dress rehearsal against Tom Brady and company. So, really excited to see what the secondary will do there, and how the defense, you know, and they could use last week, last season as a little bit of motivation, and as kind of ways to see how they can stop this Patriots offense and give them some confidence going into week one. So, again, big week next week against the Patriots next Friday night as the Panthers look to continue their winning ways here in the preseason as we get ever so closer to September 9th and the season opener against the Dallas Cowboys. With that, we'll wrap things up here. Uh, There's your... Rapid reaction to the Panthers' 27-20 victory over the Miami Dolphins here in Week 2 of the preseason. Thanks so much for listening, guys. Really do appreciate it. Remember, you can follow me on Twitter at Bill underscore Rossetti. That's R-I-C-C-E-T-T-E. Find the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iTunes, wherever you find your – wherever you get your podcast listening pleasure. Check it out. Glad you can stick and stay with us. And we'll see you next time right here on the Locked On Panthers podcast. Until then, take care, my friends. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. 
Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.